Hello everybody and welcome back to part two of this Bioshock fiasco. Uh, we luckily got everybody back after a week to just finish discussing Bioshock. So that means we have Luke. Hello. Craig. Hello. And Mike. You have no say in whether this is a week later or still the same day. <laughs> So, last time we ended on what was arguably a negative note. So, it seems like as good a time as any to bring up any negative problems you had with the game. Cool. Uh, well, I had, a, I'd almost call it game-breaking negative with this game. Um, and I said to you guys earlier that I picked up 1 and 2. I rented them at the same time um, from Love Film. And I, uh, I started 1 and quickly moved on to 2. And I couldn't remember why, and now I do. Um, the audio balancing in the ports to the PlayStation 3, Xbox, and unfortunately the remaster is terrible. It's just absolutely shocking. It's Everything seems to come through at the same volume. Um, so, for example, if you're listening to an, an audio diary uh, or a part of the story, you know, someone's, there's somebody talking to you, uh, any random noise, it could be an enemy that's 50 meters away that's chattering to themselves, comes in at the same volume as everything else. And I just, I really, really struggled with it. Um, it was it was becoming unbearable at points where I'd have to pause the game to listen to whatever the story was or try and find a quiet area so I could finish bits of it off because when you're trying to like, you know, have a fight and listen to somebody come in through your ear, um, Frank, for example, and there's an Who? alarm going off. Frank? Frank Fontaine? Who? I can't do the accent. <laughs> oh, come on, say it right. Frank Fontaine. It's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could do the Irish movie. But yeah, if you're in a if you're in a firefight or there's an alarm going off, it, it just became overwhelming. And um, I did a little bit of research into it, and it turns out that whatever they used on the PC for the the like the audio balancing it didn't port very well into the console versions of the game and it looks like they've never been able to fix it because there's a lot of people on the internet that seem to complain about the same thing um i'm not sure if you guys encountered this or you know it's just just something that bugs me um i do get annoyed quite easily with noises in general so you know people rustling popcorn bags i can i can 100 percent back luke up on this like uh, I, I'd only played maybe an hour or two before he, you know, was talking to me about it. And even just in that first hour or two, it was, okay, I picked up an audio log. I have to stay still in a quiet place to actually hear it. And eventually I had enough of that nonsense and I just put it on subtitles so I could read it really fast and then move on. So, yeah, I absolutely agree with Luke. The audio was kind of awful. It's a shame because the the effects and like the music and all the accents by the voice actors and stuff it it's all really well done. It's just you can't hear it. You can't make it out from each other. Um yeah, and that, I guess that's that's something we should say is uh, the voice actors did an amazing job in this. Especially people like Ryan and Atlas did absolutely amazing jobs. <laughs> you were gonna say his alternate name then? I was going to. I was going to. And I pulled away. <laughs> Um, uh, Craig or Mike, did you guys experience any like audio problems? So I, I did not experience anything that seemed like an audio problem, funnily enough. Um, the original version I played was a PC version, which had its own small problems in terms of, I think it was widescreen at the time. It wasn't either displaying things or it was doing it. 
inaccurate ratio of things like it it it, it wasn't optimized for that sort of style but the that isn't actually my main problem I, I, I found it technically fine there was a bit of sort of as a quite early unreal engine free game i believe there was a bit of weird sort of you know texture streaming issues here and there because it you know it wasn't an official epic game or anything like that but it's probably one one of the best ones around that time uh, the biggest problem i had was with those bloody uh pipe mania pipe dream bits the hacking <laughs> so i really i really didn't appreciate having these thrown at me especially with the with the stupid i don't know it wasn't that i didn't enjoy them because i did enjoy them in, in places it was just that Either they were too slow or too quick. It's like you'd, you'd want to hurry it up by pressing the fast-forward button. Or you'd be sat around thinking, well, there aren't technically even enough pieces here to do the bloody puzzle. And it, it was a bit crazy, and I, I didn't like how frequent this happened. It felt like I was playing two different games sometimes. <laughs> but uh, that's that's also down to my exploration. I have, to, I have to hack every single thing. I have to find absolutely everything. So, yeah, it's partly down to my own OCD, I guess which is why this became such a problem. Much like uh, Gwent deserved its own standalone title, I firmly believe that the hacking minigame in this <laughs> deserves at least a mobile game that you can hack a few things while on the toilet. It's, I love it. I absolutely love it. On the audio front, I didn't really notice anything because I, I'm a subtitles on straight away kind of guy and I was collecting all of the audio diaries. So what I ended up doing was as soon as I picked one up, just by default, I was pausing it, listening to it, taking it in, and then moving on. So I, I didn't bother trying to play and listen to them at the same time. Ah, uh, okay. Which is why it took me nearly 20 hours to play the whole game. <laughs> I did wonder when you said that, because I did it in seven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did I did it f- fairly quick, too. It's like, man, Craig's, Craig's beasting it. Um, okay, so I'm kind of in the middle, and Luke, I'll have to see what you think, of, of Mike and Craig. The first three hours playing Pipe Dream is great. You're like, yeah, gonna play me some Pipe Dream, gonna hack some stuff. And then by about hour four, you're like, oh my gosh, all right, I've played 72 rounds of this. I don't want to do it again. But by that time, you just get the you get the plas- the power-up thing to auto-hack yeah. turrets and stuff. That's yeah, I mean, I I, no, I just started blowing everything up. Uh, oh, okay. and, uh, I would just save my auto hack tools for like a uh, safe but yeah I mean I, I love Pipe Dream even just the game Pipe Dream I absolutely love it there's some weird bits here like if you don't rock those plasmids that let you you know take away some of the alarm tiles or things like that they're almost impossible because having to uncover everything and it's already flowing into a u-curve that doesn't go anywhere that's almost impossible to do it's very frustrating if that's like every safe well yeah yeah and I, towards the end of the oh, game yeah. as well sometimes there's not even enough horizontal pieces to move across the board you have yeah. to wiggle <laughs> up left up left up yeah. left up. <laughs> and with, with, without those plasmids so that stressful. they want you to use eh, you're not really gonna do it now are you saying you've got a choice in using them or not you know if this gets to the level of let's play i will murder you all <laughs> you understand me so yeah um i i like the pipe dream but they went a little nuts with it it's kind of like the, um you guys remember fallout 3 like the computer hacking minigame where you had to find the bits of code yeah like that was a lot of fun for a while and then it was just like oh okay I'm yeah done it carried on before as well it's just a past yeah yeah it, after a while it just becomes a you know what it's not worth 
hacking this turret because I'll just blow it up. It's fine. More worryingly, you're right. It is by the time you get to the end, you do realize you don't need all these turrets on your side and some guys flying behind you and the camera to be. You, you can just blow up everything with very little penalty. On sometimes they help out with a big daddy or an occasional rush. Like if you go through an area hacking the gun turrets and you get to the end and you pick up the audio diary that's part of the mission and it's obviously some sort of timed event where you pick it up and you start getting attacked. Sometimes if you've hacked enough things, you can just listen to the chaos through the walls <laughs> and then waltz back out. So, I, ah, yeah. yeah, I did like the um, hacking though. I never grew tired of it. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, it took me a while, but I did. Uh, one problem I did have, and I grew tired of it about 25 seconds into the game, was, guys, th- there's no aim down sight. Oh, there is. There, there is. There is, in the worst placement ever. You can't do that. Yeah. I, uh, so I did it by mistake. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, obviously, you know, L1 is going to be to fire your plasmid. L2 is going to be to aim down sight. We got this. And then I was like, oh, no. Um, How do you guys feel about shooters without aim down sight after, you know, the countless Call of Duties and every other shooter doing it? I can't stand them. Like, that's why I stopped playing Team Fortress. I don't mind it as long as the auto-aim's kind of good enough. But the auto-aim's not that great here. The, yeah, the auto-aim's... If, if, if you could look down the sights and it would snap to head, or even yeah. body shots, then I would you would do that flicking thing. You'd be like, aim sight, aim sight, aim sight. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. No, I didn't use it once. Well, no, I didn't use it in this once either. Ooh, ooh, no. Um, in case you don't know, it is it is mapped to clicking in r3 and it's just kind of mm-hmm. awkward to use but uh harkens back to a time where we didn't aim down sights but the good thing is you've got alternatives of course with plasmids and the wrench so. yeah yeah <laughs> it works perfectly fine for here but that's why like uh counter-strike is is a no-go for me even counter-strike go is a no-go it's like i, I don't want that little crosshair in the screen to know just let me aim down the sight so yeah, that, that's uh, although te- technically crowd crouching in Counter Strike gets your uh, accuracy up anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. Everybody's doing the crab walk in Counter Strike. <laughs> um, it didn't bother me back in the day at all because we didn't know any better. But after after shooters started, everybody was doing that. Uh, yeah, it's a little weird for me to go back to. It is crazy to think about the like the big amount of changes and like small changes, especially that have come into the shooter franchise. And it's not until you go back to an old game, you're just like, whoa. <laughs> did we used to play games like this yeah and this was only 10 years ago and it's like wow another another small problem i had was rockets tend to follow you around corners behind cover that that bugs me a little bit i was like haha i'll step out shoot once or twice back around the corner and never get oh it follows you okay that's fine um, and again, these are nothing that would even come close to damning the game. They're just little things that bugged me. I have very little that bugged yeah. me. I sometimes found my weapon clipped through a wall and the enemy on the other side of the wall could see me, despite me being behind the wall. Um, <laughs> but other than that, not, not a great deal. Everybody here enjoyed the sound of alarms in the game, didn't they, obviously? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I am pretty sure if I bought the soundtrack, it would be part of the soundtrack, the way I played. 
I love that. It's, I'm not sure what it is. What is it? It's a mixture of like an old school sort. Because I used to have one of those long clocks with the little, you know, the little swip catch on it that would stop the thing bouncing back and forward. You know, on the actual actual. I don't even know what the sound is, but it's amazing that sound effect. I wouldn't be surprised if it was an original sound clip from a 1930s submarine or something. You know, something ridiculous <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, there was some meaning behind it, but I don't, I don't know what it is. All right, so as you can tell, we don't really have a lot of negative things. And most of the negative things we have, other than the, the sound issue, it's kind of small complaints that you'll just get annoyed by. Not Nothing that'll get you angry. So, gentlemen, the time has come. I want everybody to guess... What the Metacritic score is for Bioshock One? I know I'm not gonna guess. Oh, I'll I'll take a guess. Mm, All right, ninety-four, five, ninety-five. Okay, Luke, what's your guess? I sorry, I, I know I, I I checked out before. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. So, Craig, what's your guess? What did Mike guess? Ninety-five. 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 94.9. <laughs> this isn't prices right rules dog um technically that makes that makes craig the winner because it was 94 Ooh. Uh-huh. anyway so the metacritic is very high for this mm-hmm. very high <laughs> <laughs> so do you gentlemen what do you guys do you guys agree with that estimation just just like 94 well it's rare but you know sometimes you can get the right number to go with the right game and yeah i'd, I'd agree I am I'm the same. Yeah. So would it fit into your top ten games of all time? Because isn't that what this is encroaching on? Whoa! It's not one. It's not one of my top ten games of all time. But it's, <sighs> it's a great game. It's a classic for sure. As someone who's only just played it through for the first time, um, I can see why everybody loves it. Like I had a good time with it, but I wouldn't pay my top ten. And I mean, like, well, just even looking at the the collection, the people that have made this game have. They they absolutely love it. I, what they've managed to do with that remaster is absolutely amazing. What Blind Squirrel I think is are the people behind it, right? Yes, they are. Okay, all right. So first of all, you know we really should do an episode where we do top ten games. And the topic <laughs> shows back. That, that would be interesting. <laughs> We're back, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We don't. You know, just, I'm just curious what everybody's is and why I can prove you're all wrong. Um, all right, so final thoughts, gentlemen. And then after this, we'll talk a little bit about the remaster and what we thought about that. So, Craig, yes. just on the game itself, what are your final thoughts? I feel odd doing final thoughts because I have so, so many thoughts still to give. <laughs> but um, Then why are you quiet? No, but because uh, I could talk forever. Right, um, <laughs> I, I absolutely love this game. I would agree with the Metacritic score. That was that you've just given the very very high but unnamed number. <laughs> uh, I, I it's not. An, it, if I sat down really hard to, and tried to write a top ten games of all time, it probably wouldn't be in my top ten. But it's fantastic. It's a complete classic. It's from story to gameplay to everything in there. The detail in there, the voice acting, the animation, the it's it's pretty damn near perfect. Yeah, good game. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Bioshock One, first time playing it. Uh, yeah, just just had a good time with it. Um, I'm not sure where it will rank 
in amongst the other three or the other two at the moment but um I really liked it just for the story. I think mechanically it's aged not poorly, but it doesn't hold up, especially with the guns. Um, but the whole the whole twist and I mean part of the twist still got me, even though I was looking out for something. Um, I found it quite engaging and I had a really good time. It was it was cool going back to a world where the levels were like designed the way they were. It did kind of feel of its time, but that's a good thing. I think it's something that some games could or that genre could go back to where you've got so more so much exploration and you know like it, it felt like a world that had been lived in um so yeah thanks for the recommendation whoever recommended it thanks ken ken levine <laughs> uh, for all for all the beating on ken that we we seem to have here uh i think he came out the gate with a an amazing game i think it it lived up to all the promise that was expected of it um, it is a game that prior to our recording I'd, I'd already completed twice. I I loved it enough on the PC that I came back a couple of years later to play the PS3 version. Um, and I think it's one of my earliest Platinums as well, if I remember right. But uh, I'd, in, in contrast to Luke, I think I did find it still relevant, still fun to play. And considering the amount of games I'm playing, you know, even now on a on brand new systems like PS4 Pro, going back to something like this, it wasn't it wasn't shocking to you know no, this this game is is pretty ancient now. It's you know it's what almost eleven years old. Yeah. So uh, that is and you know if you'd asked me ten years ago to play a game eleven years before then, it would have been a completely different world. This this didn't feel too bad. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what you guys thought of the remastered versions, because for me, as it stands, even playing the 360 version, I sort of fell in love with it again. So, uh, yeah, thank you for bringing it back. And you know, Maybe I didn't complete it the third time, but uh, I, I'm always, I'm always uh, anticipating going back to Rapture, of course. Now, would you kindly roll on to the remastered and your appraisal <laughs> day? <laughs> it had to be oh, I was waiting for somebody to do it. All right, so Luke has some great points. Story is still the best part of this game. Um, I was I would have been great, really interested to see what they did with the movie that was supposed to come out that has since I'm guessing just died a terrible death. But the gameplay does feel old. It doesn't feel as old as the years would suggest it does. But I think that's because Bioshock was kind of a forward-looking. Especially with the integration of RPG elements. If this was just a straight shooter, this would not be near as good. Or it would be more of a chore to play, let's put it that way. There there were a few moments where it did feel like a chore, but I think that's also because I was rushing through incredibly fast and I was trying not to use plasmids and I'm just, you know, like gung-ho towards the end. So my experience this time wasn't the best of experiences, but I played it like two, three times before. And I think that the twist that this game has ranks up there with like Red Dead or Knights of the Old Republic in terms of like the best video game twists you never really saw coming. So now that we've ruined that for you, if you haven't played it, you probably shouldn't have listened to this. But yeah, you know what? I will be back to Bioshock at some point. 
in the not near future, but in the future, I will want to replay this because it is a lot of fun to play. And what it gets wrong, almost all of it can be chalked up to, you know, just time. I would like, really like to see them do an actual remaster. That would be very interesting to see what they did with today's technology. But you say that, uh, you know, after every generation. So anyway, speaking of remastering, at least three of us played it on the PS4 remaster collection, which includes, you know, 1, 2, and Infinite. What did you guys think of the remaster? Oh, really good. Brilliant. Brilliant, amazing remaster. I think Samsung really got them to release this <laughs> with ease. Speaking of which, although, on one point, they did cancel uh, a Vita version, and an iOS version <laughs> of this game did get released. Yeah, the iOS one was, like, dreadful. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, it was really good on the Ouya, Oh, though. yeah. And everybody's still got an Ouya in their house, right? I hope. I've got two under the telly. <laughs> Mine's yeah. under glass. Mine's under I don't want to use it. It might get ruined. <laughs> Mine's in the fish tank. Well, no, um, yeah, you guys want to talk about the remaster, so get, get cracking. Well, as uh, Craig lent me his copy, I will pass you to Craig. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the remaster's fantastic. They've done an absolutely brilliant job packaging this game. I mean, physically, I thought I was going to get more because it came and it was twice as thick. <laughs> As a normal PlayStation 4 game, what I failed to realise was it's just two discs and two normal cases. Really, really disappointed. Uh, so Bioshock 1 and 2 uh, fit on one disc. I would have thought all three would have. They must have, you know, like chucked some mega textures in there or something. The game itself, the, the remaster itself, obviously we've just played one. Uh, it's fantastic. The extra stuff they've added, the commentary and the museum, that which I haven't yet explored, are nice touches, and I think when you get down to it, this wasn't the worst looking game in 2007 it was absolutely beautiful, and I still I went, said it at the start of this of the last episode the sea at the start and the flaming sea and the ship and the, the ship and the plane I was just blown away by that then and again, I was absolutely gobsmacked at it, it's beautiful it's it's just it's a stunning game it's an absolutely stunning game so craig just to put that in perspective what i remember of the bioshock was that you see a hell of a lot of reflections on what like a really close to dark blue water and it just it does look amazing do you get stuff like like uh haze above the fire and stuff like that or what exactly do you get I've not seen it personally. I'm trying to... Com- I can- I, what I should have done was I should have w- at least watched a YouTube of the original <laughs> game to try and do some sort of comparison because all I can say is uh, it doesn't skip a beat, the, the, the remaster, in terms of you look. it looks fresh and new and lovely. It, it, f- it feels old, but looks spot on. And it's smooth. It's butter smooth. Butter, butter smooth. It is smooth as butter. Now, one complaint I have, and really the only complaint I have about the remaster, is they're still popping. And okay. that's weird to see on a PS4. Is that American slang for something? The remaster is popping. Like, it's fresh. It's popping, dog. It's popping. <laughs> no, as in, there's popping, as in when you come out of a Vita chamber, or a Vita oh, chamber, right. a PlayStation Vita chamber. <laughs> There, it, it, everything looks like it's made out of oatmeal until that split second where poof, everything's back. Was that yeah, on the that 360 version it. as well? 
I don't remember. In fact, I never spawned from a, a Vita chamber, to be honest. But I remember on the PS3 version, it was very frequent that you'd get that. But it's, it's sort of like that's a thing to do with the Unreal Engine 3, as far as I'm aware. But if you are referring to colour popping, that's HDR, and I can show you a few good sunsets. Oh my gosh, I was waiting for sunsets. So yeah, I mean, that might have just been like an artifact of using an older, uh, a different version of the game. Again, it's it's like a split second and it's gone. And it only happens when you come out of Vita Chambers. And I saw, I, I heard that little dig about, oh, I, ne- I never used a Vita Chamber. <laughs> I didn't use a Vita Chamber either. I didn't play it. That's the problem. I didn't play enough of the 360 version. So I never did actually die. Oh, oh, my. I'm not saying I'm the games master in my lovely looking tracksuit walking down the road with my (laughs) my boys, my gaming boys, my game boys, as we call them. I thought you wore wore a robe. Someone play some good backup music to that when I announce it in that manner. Um, I use Vita Chambers all the time. My DNA is just spilled all over Rapture. Because, you know, when you're trying to kill a Bioshock with two shotgun shells and some bees... You're trying to kill a Bioshock. Kill a Big Daddy, not a Bioshock. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Bioshock. Um, Rather handily, there's a trophy if you complete it on hard or survivor, not using Vita Chambers. What I failed to notice was there isn't a similar uh, trophy for normal, but I did turn off uh, Bio Chambers, Vita Chambers, in the menu. There's a separate setting to let you switch them off, which is just handy. But useless. And you can do manual saves, if I remember right. Oh, manual save, manual save every ten steps. No, so. no, no, no. It's a, it's it's a Spanish guy named Manuel who saves for you. Uh, oh, actually, that's actually so. Manual saves. I did a thing where I started a level, you do a manual save, and then create another manual save, and then you've always got a save for the beginning of each level in case you missed a trophy. Hmm. Standard stuff for manual saves it's it's just a godsend i got about two-thirds of the way through the game and ran out of space to create saves and i'm <laughs> i've got no idea I, I actually exited exited the game and checked my storage space and i've like i've got like 1.2 terabytes free <laughs> how big are these saves <laughs> um that's one thing that didn't come across well was clearly there was some sort of predefined memory limit of save writing uh, which had just been carried over. So, and it actually got quite frustrating because by the end I was deleting saves every time I needed to make a save and the auto saves weren't working because it was erroring because there wasn't enough space to oh. save. That was a bit annoying. Um, and that led on to my most annoying thing about this remaster and that is if you exit the game to the menu to check to see who's online perhaps maybe someone's playing monster hunter and you want to just duck out and play some monster (laughs) hunter you go back into the game and nine times out of ten it's crashed dead and you've got to force quit it uh losing whatever progress you've made that never happened to Uh, me but i i I wonder if that has to do with your saves oh you know what it might have to do with the fact that things clogged up with manual (laughs) saves Yeah, what was what else was like the Fallout was like that too, wasn't it? Where if you saved too much, it would just crash. It just sounds silly, doesn't it? In this day and age, it's twenty eighteen. Yeah, Skyrim did it as well on yeah. the PlayStation. It's a Bethesda of thing. Of course, right? Skyrim did it. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, but like, um, that that's a conversation we'll have to have at another point because that's one of the reasons I don't like PC gaming at all. 
like if if something's available on PC or a console, I'll always take a console. Even something like Sev like the... or or The Sims. How can you play Sims on a console? You need a mouse. Well, they have it on PS4, dog. They managed to get Diablo on the consoles, man. Well, that's Blizzard, and Blizzard <laughs> yeah. is the best of humankind, right there. Um, no, no, no. I, I I don't like having to make my own checkpoints. Uh, especially if it's you know okay i have to save before every room because i'll die it's fine when it's mapped to a button though i prefer to do it i I, I don't like doing that it feels like i'm cheating it's like you know when when you like you make a save and then you make a choice to see what happens and then you revert to the save check the other one i don't like that that's 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 not right it's just that kind of thing You've clearly but never it, written like a five thousand word dissertation or something, Dave, where you're you're manually hitting F F not F four, whatever it F. is to save. All the um, What happens if you get to all like the all the Fs? Two thirds of the way through the book, and it's like turn to page twenty five to go into the woods, or turn to page one hundred forty two to face the dragon. You go to page one hundred forty two, you die, and then you're like, Did but I you start leave this your finger again? in the other. I hated those books for that. Okay, guys, guys, I have to admit something. Whenever I did choose your adventure books, I always started from the beginning again. What? That's just mad. <laughs> oh, my I'm God. Sorry. It's just, I always thought, okay, look, this is what it was. That was your punishment for failing. What is wrong with you? You have to read the beginning of the book. I don't know. I thought everybody did No, that. everyone kept their finger in the previous page. <laughs> oh, that's cheating. Oh, my God. That's, that's, that's just the upright cheating. You can't do that. <sighs> because then where's that sense of tension? Where's that... You know, the, the thrill of, yes, I made it, or, ah, crap, the dragon ate me. Well, let's do it again. Ah, just do it again, like, from the last page. Undo. No, 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 no. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, you guys are weird. I'm not sure it's us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's you, and that's just me, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, that's... It's like Craig. When when you what game were you playing? Was it Dragon Age? Where you were like, oh, I don't know what choice to make. You yeah, need to go yeah. back. No, you don't do that. You you make your choice. You live with it, and then you deal with the consequences. God damn it, Dave. Uh, anyway, okay. So everybody, get out what they need to say. And anybody have anything left they want to spout before I wrap it up? Uh, the only other thing I'd add, which isn't necessary, is the the cool music. I love all the. Oh, the cool little saucy tunes. Oh, oh, God, yes. Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. I never thought I'd, uh, I'd, you know, smile as big as I did when I hear the ink spots. But, uh, yeah, the the music is is absolutely great in this. Even the original stuff is really good. So, yeah, other than screwing up the sound design, uh, they did great on the voice acting and the music and the sound effects. So, props to them. So, where it sits, all of us, uh, where are you guys going to play it again? At some point. Do you think you will? Or do you think this is it? This is the last time you played it? I'll play it again. Easily. I can't see me going back to it. What about the Platinum? Yeah, I'm. that's my New Year's resolution. To stop being a Platinum pleb. A Platinum pleb. That's like those <laughs> campaigns that come out at Christmas because folk drive about with their fog lights on. So you, Twitter's awash with folk calling folk fog light fannies. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> you fog light fanny. I'm pretty sure it's a platinum whore. Like, it, it, it's, it's a whore. Stop it's not an Audi arsehole. I have a feeling that should I pick up the remastered trilogy, I'm going to play through the whole lot. And uh, just having a taste. I, I only got Bioshock through um, the Microsoft Game Pass on the Xbox. 
And that's how I was playing it this time. It actually expired halfway through the time that I, I thought I had to complete it for the show. Hence the reason I haven't finished it. But um, no, I think if I, if I pick up the remaster, I will have to play them all. Uh, I'm especially looking forward to that, um, that commentary. So that's something I have not seen yet. Or heard. I think you'll enjoy the collection, Mike. I mean, graphically alone, that's enough to buy it. It's it's something else what they've managed to achieve. It's just odd. On a slight side note, I I took I made a note. Can I ask a question? Yes. Who, who, like my favorite boss was that Cohen guy. You know the mad artist. Oh, Xander Cohen. Who, yeah. Who got you to take photos? Did you kill him to get in the thing? No. Oh, good, good. I'm not really a blood... I mean, he deserves to be killed, for sure. But I had places to go and people to stab. I killed him and then took a photo of him. And then it popped up. Oh, yeah, the irony trophy. (laughs) There's actually a missable trophy. If you kill him, you can't get into his apartment later in the game. And if you get into his apartment, you do have a full-on battle with him, which is pretty cool. Oh, with the the people dancing, right? Yes. That that whole section is creepy as anything. It's actually... Just before this, I don't know if you'll have seen this one area, right? You're in a kind of shopping centre type area and you go down some stairs and there's a water-filled big square room. It's completely empty and the light's coming in from the windows and there's reflections. And there's nobody in the room, but you walk over to the corner to pick something up and turn around and there's like white statues everywhere. And you like look away again and they're like... Were they statues always there? Were they? And then you turn around and they've shifted, and you're like, "Hang on, were they? Are they moving?" So you, I, I kind of just sauntered up to one, and I was like, trying to poke it. It came alive. It was obvious. It was like splicers covered in toilet paper. Uh, you missed the bit to electrocute the water. I just did that and zapped them all. It was great. It it might be worth sneaking it in here that I think Bioshock is secretly the master of the jump share. Oh, drunk, jump, drunk share. I don't know <laughs> the, the jump scare <laughs> because uh, <laughs> I have noticed points in in. Oh, the splicer. Well, yeah, in in this one and uh, what well, infinite. There's there's some brilliant jump scares, which which it it just sort of. I don't know. It never teleprompts them to you. It's like you just get them out of nowhere, and they're some of the most horrifying bits I've had in games, to be honest. But when they pop up, oh. That does remind me of a point. So so I was talking to our, our, our voiceless buddy Grim, and he was talking about how scary Bioshock is. And that kind of took me aback. I never viewed this as a horror game. Nah. I I did the first time I played it. Oh, really? I picked up the vibes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, especially the bit with the, the doctor who's been, like, leaving dead bodies or his pieces of work around that have oh, been, yeah. like, you know, butchered and stuff. Um, but the music plays a lot. For that as well, especially the lighting. It the lighting is um, if you don't adjust the brightness, like I always put the brightness right up. But oh, you um, cheater! What you don't I was do it until easy. you can just see the dark icon. <laughs> no, he d- he does have a point there that's quite valid though, because I mean the first time you get out of the bath of spear, you're being attacked by a splicer which is jumping around, looking like it's going to slice your head off. And then shortly after that, you've got a, a silhouette of a, a lady with a pram which doesn't actually have anything in it, and it's. It's all a bit bit on the creepy side, isn't it, to be honest? But then, of course, turning around from a... Yeah, I always got, like, a creepy vibe. Yeah, it's creepy. The first time you meet a Houdini splicer, you go up to a coffin, and then oh, yeah. you just turn around, and he's just standing there, you're like, what happened? Oh, that's, 
I'd compare it to Persona 4. Like, when I first started playing that game, like, the first three to six hours were, like, super creepy, and then it kind of, it settled in and you figured it out, especially, like, the bit where you go through the TV the first time. I, I think for me, though, it's just because at the time, I never played a shooter that was a horror game. Like, I played Fear, but I never viewed Fear as a horror game either. It's like, oh, I have a gun. I have a really good shotgun. This isn't scary. Uh, so, yeah, I you think... You didn't play Doom 3? Uh, was Doom 3 after or before? Doom 3, definitely. And then I played Doom but 4. But clearly you went, loved Duke I, Nukem. I loved Duke Nukem! <laughs> good, good. In case you can't Oof. tell. Um, yeah, uh, and so, yeah, Doom 3 was... Eh. It's starting to make sense, Dave. I could see where a lot of your character comes from. I was raised by Duke Nukem. I'm sorry for any social faux pas I may make. Yeah, I mean, like, like I played, I liked Blood. I liked Duke Nukem. I liked, you know, Outlaws. I played all those kind of games. I, I, Doom never really struck me as anything special. I was more of a Wolfenstein guy. This way, well, anyway, so, yeah, um, that's weird when Grimm said that. Okay, so... Uh, we are going to wrap this sucker up. Thank you very much for sticking with us on this rambly kind of conversation orgy that we just had. Um, we would like to, uh, based on you know how editing goes and, and what we feel, this might be the default way of us doing episodes about games. Because when we did the format that was very formal, it felt like we were doing it wrong. And there are other podcasts you could go to, like, you know, Cane and Rinse or Watch Out for Fireballs that do it a hundred times better than we could ever do. And we felt like the only way, good thing we have going for us is our conversation, just because, you know, we enjoy talking to each other. So this is probably going to be the de facto way of doing it. If you aren't a fan of that, do let us know on, like, Facebook or Google or MySpace. even Twitter. Other than that, and next time we will be doing one of these big bit effect things, it will be in you know, Monster Hunter. Two, what's a rewind? Why did you Ooh. ruin it? I wasn't gonna <laughs> ruin it. I was just gonna say I some can... comment about Sapphire Star lighting your way or whatever. Okay, but no. Evidently, <laughs> evidently, the next episode we're gonna do is Monster Hunter World, Ooh. and hopefully by then I'll have put two hundred hours into it, and I will feel well enough to talk about it. But I am very much looking forward to that. And that is going to be just a spooge fest. Like, we're going to hang be talking on, hang over on. each other. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fine if you could do 200 hours on it. But I'll be lucky. Okay, no, everybody <laughs> here is going to do 200 hours of Monster Hunter. I don't think I'm going to be on that And then we'll guys. talk about just it. Heads up. <laughs> so, gentlemen, we have some monsters to hunt. So say goodnight. Good night. Good night. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Don't go yet. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Good night. Don't go. Bye. Love you. Because, 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 because I've thought because. about it. And I said, okay, you can find us where you found us previously, or you can find us on like Podbean or SoundCloud or iTunes, or I think we're shutting down YouTube because nobody listens to that. And that. There. I said it. Now what? go away. Jack Fontaine. Jack. I'm Jack Fontaine. Frank Fontaine. Frank Fontaine. <laughs> Frank Fontaine. <laughs> All right, say good night, gentlemen. Good night. Good night. <laughs>